Welcome to Phoenix Rising. I am your host, Kaylee Montoya Houston. I am a certified personal trainer and online nutrition coach. I will be joined by my co-host, Julie Montoya Houston. This show will cover all aspects of fitness, including nutrition, exercise, and mindset to help you reach your goals at any stage of your journey. We will bring you science-based information to help you take charge of your fitness goals and give you the power to rise like a phoenix. Welcome back to Phoenix Rising. Take two. <laughs> that would technology. Have been, that was close. We almost had a 45-minute podcast that we were going to have to redo. Oh, that would have been frustrating. Thankfully, I was paying attention. Especially as much as how I like to talk. I would have had to done that all over again. Well, this one's mostly me, and I like to talk. You know yeah, me. I'm know. just full of hot air. So. Yeah, I like these. So, guys, you're here. Uh, this is part five? Part Five. Part five of Julie's health, a gut health journey. So I'm excited to dive in. I mean, I get to witness personally, of course, but we like to give you guys updates on how the supplements are going, how our gut protocol is going. I mean, nutrition, you name it. So how is how is everything going? I think we're almost done. <laughs> Which is an amazing place because we really thought, I feel like we thought this part was going to take longer. Yeah, we and, did. And how much shorter did it? like take because I feel like it took like four weeks in this last phase and we thought it was going to take like 12. I was in phase three for four weeks yeah and he said that usually it took anywhere between four to 12 weeks yeah. but I think he and I were both thinking uh she's been sick for 15 years it's probably going to take all of at least eight to 12. Yeah. Four weeks we're done. Which is amazing because I mean you're one step closer like I think we just had a conversation this morning that how many prescription medications are you on? Now? Currently? Yes. Two. Two. So, uh, I mean, I take, I do have a, a cream that I have to put on my, on my feet. Um, but that's not, I, I mean, I count it. It is prescription, I guess, but it's not, I didn't count that in the two because yeah. it's not like it's. We're not taking that orally. Like and and all it's a temporary measures. thing. Mm -hmm. Like once the issue is fixed, I won't take them. Yeah. So I do take two prescription drugs. And then there's a third one that's technically got a prescription label on it. But it's just allergy pills. And I can drive those oh. across. I can buy those across over the counter. Yeah. And I may actually, once this bottle is out, I may quit taking them. Right. Because you've told me over these past, I guess, three weeks that you haven't felt like the sinus issues or anything that you have like you normally have in the years prior. Yeah. I don't remember exactly the date that we started this whole, the entire gut protocol, you know, like when mm -hmm. we started initially, I don't remember when that was, but I know that it was around, I feel like it was around springtime. Yeah. And since we've started the protocol, I mean, I usually in normal years, I usually am suffering on and off with Sore throats, post-nasal drip, some fluid on my ears, itchy ears. Um, you, usually sinus. always, yeah, you, you must always have at least one sinus infection, I feel like, at the beginning. I used to have two. I'd have a really bad one during the first season change going into, like, from, like, springtime, going from, like, spring, fall, winter to spring. Mm -hmm. And then I'd get another one going from fall to winter, usually, or gotcha. summer to fall, either one. I usually get two, though, one at the beginning, one towards the end. Yeah. And I, so far, knock on wood, I haven't had anything. Now, I say that, 
And Kaylee and I both have been struggling the last few days with a little bit of a scratchy throat. Um, it is hay season in Kansas, though. I know a lot of people yeah. are in the hay fields right now. So maybe, and maybe it's super dry. We haven't had much rain in forever. I can't remember. Yeah, we're definitely, I feel like, in the midst of a drought. Yeah, I, but overall, though, there has been a drastic improvement because I, by now, I would have already experienced a lot of post-nasal drip, a lot of headaches, a lot of sore throats. I, I would be sucking on a cough drop most of the time. And that's really just flared up within the last few days. I've noticed that. Right. Um, and honestly, I didn't even notice it until I noticed that I was having some issues swallowing when I ate. And I think it's just because I, the inflammation was there in my throat. Whatever's got my throat scratchy already had it inflamed. And I think it was causing some swallowing issues before I didn't like choke or anything. I just noticed it was harder to swallow. And then after that, I started to notice that my throat was kind of getting sore. And I started to worry a little bit because I'd said, oh, I don't have any of these issues. But then Kaylee said she was having them too. So, but yeah, otherwise it's been crazy. So I don't see a need to, I was continuously taking a, a daily allergy pill one a day, every day. And I don't see a need to keep putting something in my body if most of it's resolved. Right. So I may just discontinue that when that bottle's done, knowing that I can get it over the counter whenever I need it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome. I think we just really wanted to bring this up because she's been able to reduce so many things But besides her gut. I mean, I know we, I'm not going to go into it today because that's a whole episode in itself, but how the gut is connected to allergies and everything like that. And We did an episode on it. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. We did just a few episodes ago. Yeah. I actually just seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where, what do you, where do you want me to start? I mean, I guess fill them in a little bit of like what this current protocol you're on, like what you just came off of and what you've had to change. Because I know we just you just started implementing oh, some okay. new supplements yep. and you got rid of a few. OK, so I guess let's do a recap on phase three. OK, so phase three was the SIBO die off phase. Um, and so for that phase, we maintained everything that I had been doing. When we first started, we, just a quick recap, we had done the elimination diet, eliminated glute, gluten, dairy, and then we have done low FODMAP. And we had also had eliminated caffeine and alcohol. Um, we were focusing on sleep seven to nine hours a day. We'd reduced my training intensity, not more than three times a week, no high intensity cardio, only like therapeutic walking. Um, and then stress management. So those were the lifestyle factors that have been constant through every phase. Um, so then when we started the SIBO phase, we discontinued the H. pylori supplements, which were the mastic gum and the DGL encapsulations. And we started on four SIBO supplements, which was oregano oil, um, a GI detox pill, a GI, what the, what was that one called? Yes, I don't know. There were so many different ones that we went I through. Know. They all start to blend together right now. We should have had the list. Berberine and then a biofilm defense. Oh, yeah. That's yes. what it was. The yep. GI biofilm defense. Wow, that was, oh, I just ended it too. <laughs> So I was taking those supplements and it was, it was four weeks of that as well. And it was kind of a tedious four weeks because if I had to be at work early on a day or something, Kaylee would have to wake up extra early to make sure I got my pill in because my first morning pill had to be taken an hour before any of the other pills and before I ate. And then I'd have to take, 
after that hour, take another pill that had to be taken 20 minutes before I could eat. So it was kind of tedious, but we got through it. That was four weeks of that. And now then we moved on to the SIBO. I'm sorry. That was the SIBO. Now we're moving on. That is over. The symptoms have alleviated. So we felt like it was safe to move on. Um, I was having better bowel movements, more frequent bowel movements, less painful bowel movements, less straining, um, less cramping, less pain in my gut, uh, just feeling better. I was starting to feel more energized on most, most days. Now you got to keep in mind that I also have some other issues that I struggle with that cause some fatigue. Um, we haven't really made it a secret, but I have, um, some mental health issues as far as like depression, recurring depression that can cause fatigue. Um, so otherwise though, you know, we said the, the seasonal allergy symptoms are down and everything else is feeling good. So we decided four weeks was enough. Yeah. And so we stopped SIBO. And so when we stopped SIBO, we stopped all four of the SIBO supplements. We also were able to stop the colostrum, which is one of the supplements we started in the beginning, the mm -hmm. very beginning in phase one. And it had continued up until this point, but it has now gone away as well. Um, we did add in two new supplements. Um, we continue the S. pylori, the Saccharomyces boulardii, which is a strain of probiotic. It's a singular strand. And it's very resistant. Like this is, yes. a, this is a strand that you can take if you've been taking any kind of antibiotics or, or while you're taking antibiotics and usually it will survive when others don't. Yes. And it, I believe it to be yeast free where a lot of them have some yeast. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, it's yeast free. And it's also good if you have, uh, people it's the, the scientific term for it is candida. If you have candida in your gut, which you, it, it's also a, it's basically a yeast infection in your mm -hmm. gut, which sounds kind of funny, but it's, it, it actually happens. Um, it will actually go in and kill off the candida in there and still populate the gut. So it's yeah. it's very resistant and yeah. it's a very good probiotic strain, but sometimes you need more. There are several different kinds of positive bacteria for your gut. That's only one. Right. So just taking that may not be all you need. Yeah. You may need more. Um, and since we're on that topic, we continued that one and added a probiotic. We added a probiotic called Flora Protect from a company called New Ethics. Um, New Ethics made, made my biofilm defense, and I had a lot of good feedback from that medication. Not feedback. Um, I just had a good experience. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have any issues, and it settled with me really well. So I went ahead and chose that probiotic. Um, it's supposed to be more gentle than the other option I had, so I went ahead and chose that one because I have not had good luck with probiotics in the past. Mm -hmm. And usually if you don't have good luck with probiotics, chances are you are not getting the right ratio of what you actually need, or you have an overgrowth of bacteria in your gut already, and you're throwing more bacteria on top of it and they're not in the right ratio. So it's making you sick. Yeah. Um, so this one is very gentle, so I'm going to try it. And then I'm also taking where's my brain today? <laughs> um, pepsin 
GI with L-carnitine. That was the part I couldn't remember oh, okay. is the L-carnitine because I'm looking at yours and it says carnitine and then I wanted to say creatine and okay. <laughs> anyway, it's Pepsin GI with L-carnitine and that is actually a form of zinc. That's where the zin comes from. It's actually spelled P-E-P-Z-I-N. It's Pepzin with L-carnitine. That zinc L-carnitine blend is very good. They pair those two together for the gut. It's very good at protecting the gut lining and increasing gut immunity. So we actually replace the colostrum with that. Gotcha. They kind of do the same thing. So we went from the colostrum into this GI pepsin. Um, the other one is a probiotic and so is the Saccharomyces boulardii. So the goal right now with those supplements is to repopulate the gut. Gotcha. So we've got rid of all the, the, the bad or unwanted critters. Yep. In there. So now I was trying to think of if I wanted to say bacteria, I couldn't remember what, <laughs> what term I wanted to say. And then now you're trying to repopulate with the good. Right. Yes. Get a, a better balance for you. So you can get getting better. Like you want to be 100, 100% again. Yeah. Like I'm feeling better, but long term, I would need to have that good bacteria back in my system. And we did, we killed off the SIBO, but sometimes you get a lot of the good bacteria too. Or mm -hmm. if I had more opportunistic or bad bacteria in my gut than I had positive, then once I kill off all the bad and the opportunistic bacteria, then I'm left with very little bacteria in my gut. So we're just adding the positives in to make sure that the ratio kind of turns in my favor. Yeah. So we are doing that. We have also started, this is phase four, by the way, which is actually called the reintroduction phase. So I'm taking those two supplements plus the S. Bolardi that I've been taking, but now I get to start adding foods back in. Yeah. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story on IG or Facebook and tag me on IG at Kaylee Montoya Fitness or on Facebook at Kaylee Montoya Houston, so I can reach out and thank you personally. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast from. This greatly helps the show grow so we can help more people reach their own health and fitness goals. So everything that I slowly. had slowly, <laughs> slowly, yeah, and I'll explain that in a minute. So everything that I had removed in phase one, I can start adding foods back in. But this isn't, we're not throwing caution to the wind here. I mean, we're really taking it slow. So I go on a four-day cycle. I have a whole chart for this and everything. So I can really document what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, how I feel. And so we're literally doing one food at a time. And so this chart that I have, it goes in a four-day cycle. And you choose a food. The four-day cycle alternates. It starts with like fruit. And you choose one food from the fruit category. And then after that one, you move on to veggie. And you choose one veggie or one fruit food from the veggie category and then it's like nuts and then dairy and then wheat and and so just on down the line to all of the categories of foods that I had removed and so the four-day cycle is I've already been through one four-day cycle of it and I started with a fruit and I chose watermelon watermelon was a high FODMAP food, food that I needed to eliminate and so I like watermelon I wanted to see if I could tolerate watermelon. So day one, you eat a half a serving and a serving of watermelon is usually about eight ounces. So I ate a four, four ounce serving of watermelon one time that day. And I gave it, you know, 24 hours. I had no adverse symptoms. I didn't feel any differently than I normally do. 
So the next day I had two four, four ounce servings twice that day. So I had one four ounce in the after, like early, early afternoon, one four ounce serving in the evening. And I sat on that again for 24 hours. And then as long as there were no serving side effects, English is not my friend today. <laughs> we were just talking about this yesterday on the line. I know. So then once there were no serving, no side effects, adverse side effects, then day three, I was able to do a normal serving. So I did a one eight ounce serving. And then on day four, you rest because if you have any sort of constipation issue going on, which I am still struggling with a little bit, it's not bad like it was, but it's still, my gut is still moving a little bit slower than it should. But that could be because A, I still haven't fixed the low stomach acid that I have. That's mm -hmm. going to be step five. And B, we're still trying to get the good bacteria in there to help me break down food more efficiently. So I, it's common for me to still have a little bit of, of constipation, but it's not like it was. There's no painful bowel movements. There's no straining. So we're in a good place. Um, but if you're having constipation, then you may not see the symptoms from the watermelon until maybe day five or six. So giving yourself a fourth day rest completely with no foods on the high food FODMAP list, no watermelon, just letting your body rest, going back to what I was doing in phase one for that day four really allows it to make sure that it's gone through my system and that I'm not going to have any adverse effects. So I actually, the way Kaylee and I eat, we always grill something on Friday and Saturday's date night and then Sunday's always my waffle night. She now is eating salmon instead of French toast or pancakes or waffles. But um, the way my system, our, our diet works it just works out better if I do this four-day cycle, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, have Thursday rest, and then take the weekend off. So every Monday, I'm going to add in a food, and I'm going to go through that four-day cycle. And I'm actually going to end up giving myself about three days of rest just because that's just how it works out. Because like Monday, I'm going to add in peas, but I didn't want to add those in after day four because I would literally just be eating a serving of peas randomly through the day on Saturday, and then I'm going to be eating peas with my waffles tonight. So it just worked out better for me to add, to do it every Monday to start the four-day cycle. And so on Monday, as you've heard, peas, peas are a high FODMAP food that I had to eliminate. I will add in a half serving of peas. And then day two, I'll do a half serving twice a day. And then the last day, I'll do a full serving. Yeah. So it's a very slow, strategic process, but... It's made to happen for a reason this way. That way you can really monitor and figure out what foods may be causing you issues. So sometimes it may be just be one food in general or two foods. And why keep all of that out of your diet if you don't have to? And the crazy thing is, is I didn't believe I had any food intolerances. I had been having gut issues for so long that I really wasn't having any, like there was no particular food that I could identify that really set me off. Mm -hmm. And even throughout this whole process, I haven't had anything. I have actually felt so much better just in phase one, just by eliminating foods that obviously there was something, but the intolerance was so minuscule that I didn't even really notice that I was having, it was this food recurringly causing me issues because it, I was just so used to the discomfort that I wasn't noticing. Right. I think some people feel like I feel like where people go wrong with this is they think that they're going to get like a, an instant 
reaction or flare up if they have an intolerance to a food. And sometimes it's simply the amount you eat. Like I know for me with gluten, I can eat gluten and be okay. But if I allow high gluten foods in my diet for multiple days in a row, that is when I feel the side effects. So, but if I have it once every week, like it's totally different story. Yeah. And I, I mean, I had a lot going on. I mean, we know based on the lab work that I had like issues in my gut. And so because of those issues, whatever was causing me issues like food wise, I didn't, I just couldn't, I couldn't see the, the detriment of what the food was doing to me because I was already having so many issues. Right. But once the inflammation in my gut started coming down and I started feeling good, now I think I should notice a very clear reaction right. if I have something that I'm intolerant to. Because the difference between how I feel and how I was feeling is night and day. Yeah. I mean, I will say that the first day that I took my phase four supplements, I did, it, they say to take on an empty stomach. So I took them and then I was going to, I had a client that I had to train and I had some stuff to do. So I took them in the morning and then I wasn't going to be eating breakfast for about three hours. I did have some issues that morning because I didn't eat for three hours after it and my gut started to really hurt. So it, you definitely want to make sure I learned that I definitely want to put my food a little closer to those pills. Um, take them on an empty stomach, but make sure you're getting something in fairly soon afterwards. So yeah. I did learn a lesson with that one, but so far today I am feeling fine with them and food and everything seems good now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, but the reintroduction phase is going to be a long process. It will be, I mean, I'm not going to add worry about foods that I didn't like in the beginning. Like I didn't eat like cashews and pistachios. So why go through the four day cycle for those? Because I didn't like them. So I'm not worried about it. Like it says that you can add in like mango now because apparently that's a high FODMAP food. I don't care. I don't like mango. So I'm not going to add, try to add mango in. That would just be a waste of four days of my life. So it's going to be a long process, but it'll be worth it. And this will, should be a tried and true method that I can really parse out what causes me issues and what doesn't. That's great. So what, what happens from here? Like, do you continue these supplements the whole time you are reintroducing all these new foods or can you move on after a certain amount of time while you're continuing to add in new foods? So that is yet to be determined. Okay. So I am not sure if we want to get, I'm, I'm unsure if we want to get to where a place where everything that I like to eat is already included back in to kind of see how I maybe do without them mm -hmm. to kind of do a trial period. But I can tell you that once everything's added back in and we are in a good spot, we will start on phase five, okay. which will be the gut acid, the gotcha. low, low stomach low acid. Stomach. Okay. So... We may have to remove those supplements to start another supplement while I titrate off of my Nexium because that will need to be a a titration. It will need to be a, a weaning off. You can't right, stop that stop cold, cold turkey. Yeah. So we will need to do some things okay. <clears throat> with that. So that'll be, I guess, follow-up number four. And when we have, or I'm sorry, follow-up number six, when we have that follow-up, though, we may still be in phase four. It may just be kind of a catching up, depending on how long the reintroduction phase lasts. All right. That sounds like a plan. So, Anything else you want to add 
before we wrap up? I sure don't think so. Okay, guys. I mean, we dropped a lot of information there, but we just want to be um, upfront on how this journey is going, that it does take, it's a process. It really is. If you really want to get your gut health back, it's going to, it's going to take some work. It, it is a process, but if I remember correctly, phase one was about four weeks. Phase two, I don't even think phase one was four weeks. Phase two was four weeks. It was two weeks, I believe. Phase, huh? Phase one, I think, was only a couple weeks. Yeah, I think that's right. Two, so we'll say two just to be safe. So two weeks there. Phase two was four weeks. Phase three was four weeks. I'm on phase four now, right? Yeah, yeah. so I mean, I so guess considering that you suffered for 15 plus years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, it I'm was in. not. It just, it's just getting with the right person who can help you through these protocols, help you with different supplements like Julie has done. That it seems daunting, but all things considering, it's really not taking that long. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, I've spent, I have spent 15 years of my life in this cycle. And in a way, I was kind of keeping myself stuck because I had become accustomed to the discomfort. The discomfort, the pain, the sickness, that was all part of my normal. Like, I could count on that consistency. And even though it was negative, I could count on the consistency. And so um, it just became my normal. And in a way, I was keeping myself stuck because of it. So really taking this 10 weeks was hard for me. I mean, I was really stressed out and scared. And there were some tears. And But so far, because I was able to stick with it and challenge myself, push myself outside of my comfort zone and take a chance... It is, I have spent 10 weeks doing this, some extra money on some supplements that I wouldn't have purchased otherwise, but it was a one-time thing. I bought them for this protocol and now once I'm over, I won't, I shouldn't have to take them again. Yeah. Which is an amazing place to be in. So 10 weeks so far, keep in mind. Yes. We're not over yet. It's not quite over yet, but I'm, I am on the upward slope now. I mean- we're adding food back in. We're working more towards my new normal. And my new normal is going to look a lot like a, a healthy, normal person's diet. Yeah. I mean, uh, a healthy, normal person's gut. So that's exciting. And it just took me, as of now, 10 weeks to cancel out 15 years of suffering. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, guys. We'll check back for the the next update, and we'll see where where you're at. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Phoenix Rising. For more information on how to take charge of your fitness goals, follow me on IG or Facebook, or you can head over to KayleeMontoyaFitness.com to apply for a free coaching call today. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, shoot me an email to KayleeMontoyaFitness at gmail.com. Don't forget to catch us on the next episode.